Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. And welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday. We do it because we know that weekends can be tough. And yes, it appears as if we are moving past our good summer weather and it feels like fall has fallen upon us and it's getting cold and it's getting rainy and yet, you know, it doesn't change the fact that for some of you guys... You realize you need treatment Monday to Friday and then somehow the weekend comes and we suddenly get better. And gentlemen, we know because we have outcome stats on guys who complete treatment and we know that those who complete treatment tend to do very well out there. We do not have any statistics on those of you who don't complete treatment. And unfortunately for many of you, we use the weekend as an excuse where there may be a little bit less staff, a little bit less structure, a little bit more time as the excuse we need to suddenly get better. But gentlemen, we didn't bring you here to do some of the work, most of the work. You are here, gentlemen. Our hope is you are here to do all of the work. And if you're the person who's done more work than maybe you've ever done before, but you know you're still holding back. Aren't there still aren't there guys that you look at around here and identify and say, I wish I was more like this person. I wish I could share. I wish I could act. I wish I could be a little bit more like. <laughs> well, guess what? The only one standing in your way is you. Everything that you've done in your past has led you up to this point. And, you know, part of our job and part of our goal is to help you see that the attitudes and behaviors that you engaged in for survival in the lifestyle of use are no longer necessary, no longer wanted, and we are here to teach you a different set of skills so that you can be uh, successful and enjoy a lifetime of sobriety a day at a time. And what I thought about, what I wanted to share with you today, I came across this quote, I believe it came from Oscar Wilde. It says, A cynic is a man who knows the price of everything but the value of nothing. A cynic is a man who knows the price of everything and the value of nothing. And, you know, there are a lot of different ways that I have heard that phrase you know, that, you know, there are people in this world who are yes, but people. And then there are people who are yes, and people. And let's face it, guys, the cynical side of you kept you in the lifestyle of use. The cynical side of you had you walking into treatment programs saying things like they're just in it for the money. Or, you know, recovery is for other people. Or I had a client once who said, my luck, I'll get sober and then I'll get hit by a bus. That's the cynical man. We look to poke holes in everything. We cannot see the forest through the trees. When we look at that person that I was describing earlier, the person who seems to be doing well, this person who seems to be doing all the work, we look at them cynically and we try to poke holes in their program. Or we try to say things like, they're brown nosers. They're not really serious. You know, and uh, they're the suckers. They're the ones that are falling for this whole recovery trick. 
The cynical man knows the price of everything, but the value of nothing. You know, you have paid the price of addiction time and time again. Recovery has been at your doorstep. Recovery has been offered to you time and time again, yet you fail to see the value in recovery. We looked more at the price. The thought, oh, I can never drink and drug again. I don't want to pay that price. The price that alcohol and drugs have helped you cope with life on life's terms, have helped you to escape responsibility, has helped you to deal with guilt and shame issues, has helped you to deal with abuse issues. We understand the price you are willing to pay. Today we ask you to look at it a different way. Today we ask you to look at the value that a life of recovery has to offer. You know, it was uh, Billy Joel who sang uh, the song Angry Young Man. And in the lyrics of this angry young man, he has a line that describes so many of you. Fists in the air, head in the sand. You come out, you come into treatment with your fists in the air. You come into treatment with these attitudes and behaviors. You come in with this idea that you can make me change. Your fists are in the air. You know the price, but you don't know the value. So you keep your head in the sand. Gentlemen, this is a place where hope and opportunity exists. This is a place where not one ten, a hundred, or even a thousand people have found their way to a road to happiness. Literally tens of thousands of people have come through these doors and have found their way to a life beyond their wildest dreams. Maybe it's time that we stop being a cynic. Maybe it's time that instead of putting faith and trust in the cop man that we put a little faith and trust in the staff and the friars and your brothers that might actually have your values at interest. You have done this all your way before. Ask yourself the question, how much much has this been me? How much have I been a cynic? How much have I tried to poke holes in everything? Okay? to try to maintain the status quo, to try to stay the way I am so that I wouldn't change. Stop being a yes, but person. Yes, I can have recovery, but I'd have to give up this and that and start becoming a yes and person. And if I give up drug, uh, alcohol and drugs, and if I start to lead a life of sobriety, the doors of opportunity open up for me. Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! Michael! You know, there's a lot of old sayings that have been around for many years. And usually, these old sayings, if they stick around and people keep using them, and like the slogans, you know, they keep repeating them, they're usually pretty, they're usually pretty good, usually have some truth in them. But there's a few of them 
that I really can't buy into. I'll give you some examples. The first one is, you made your bed, now you have to lie in it. Nonsense! If I made my bed, and I lied down in it, and it wasn't comfortable, or it wasn't made right, I would get up and make it over again. As many times as I had to, until it was right. I don't have to lie in a bed that's not made right. That's nonsense. I'm not going to buy that. Another one. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm sure that that research was done on dogs, and then somehow that information was generalized to apply to human beings. Because it does not apply to human beings. I'm sure it's true for dogs. That's the experiment that they did. <coughs> but it is not true for human beings. Human beings can learn and grow and be taught and change from the moment they're born until the moment we die. It's a lifelong journey, huh? So don't believe that you can't change. That's nonsense. Next one. One bad apple spoils the barrel. That is absurd. There's only one bad one. All right, maybe it touches a couple of the ones right next to it, gets them a little bit rotten, maybe two or three other ones. But the whole barrel, that's nonsense. A room full of sober men can put enough pressure on one knucklehead that he either changes or leaves. Huh? The one knucklehead doesn't change the, the 179 sober people. Huh? It's the other way around. So that, that's completely out the window. That only applies to apples. doesn't apply to people. The last one. You have to play the cards you were dealt. If you want to compare life to a card game, a poker game, I'm going to encourage you to believe that it's not stud. It's draw. You're allowed to throw in the ones that are not helping your hand and ask for three new ones that are going to give you a better chance of winning. huh? So look at your cards, gentlemen. Determine the ones that are causing you to lose all your money. And don't go all in until you re understand that you can get some new cards and you can improve your hand, that you're not stuck with the cards that you were dealt. All right? So that's why you're here, to make those changes. You're not stuck with the hand that you were dealt. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Michael. You know, when he talks about throwing those three cards in, what is he talking about? You know, you are walking, you are talking, you are breathing, you are human beings. So those are a couple of cards that you, you we want you to keep, you know. But you are filled with these character defects. You are filled with these ideas and ways of thinking that have gotten you in trouble time and time again. You are filled with this addiction. These are cards that you come to us for to learn how to change. Turn those cards in. Let us help you and get three new cards so that when you walk out of here, you feel like you walked out of here with a gosh dog winning hand. You know, gentlemen, when you stop becoming the cynic, some of you take such great pride in being the cynic. Some of you live your lives as the cynic. You gather a following of people who are willing to listen to you as the cynic. This is the guy who says, you know, uh, staff is only in it for the money. 
And then, you, you know, and you notice how, like, people start gathering around. They all want to hear. Because why? Because we're cynics too. And we want to we wanna join in. We want to join forces. You know, and, and you guys know what I'm talking about. You know, how much of that negativity exists down at the smoke shack, right? And all it has to be is one guy that starts talking, bad-mouthing this, poking holes in that. And how many people stand around and wide-eyed? Like, yeah, this is really good. This is really fun. When you give up that, when you become a person who has more questions than you have answers, okay, we find that this is a place where miracles happen. And at St. Christopher's Inn, we do. We have the good fortune of seeing miracles happen here every day. And at this time, we give you the opportunity to share a miracle. If you've experienced something that you never thought was possible, but it happened. We ask that you take a moment to share that miracle. Um, it might not just feel good to be able to share that a miracle uh, that you experienced one. There might be somebody in this room who's got one foot out the door. Maybe your miracle will help them stay. So if you've experienced a miracle in the past week, would you please come forward now and be willing to share that miracle? Come on. Uh, Peter K. Track 8. Two weeks ago, I was coming off Suboxone. And uh, you all know coming off the box and take seven to ten days, you're sick, you're hurting, you're in pain. By day three, I couldn't take it. I went in a chapel. I came out. Brother Benny saw I was dizzy. I was sweating. My back hurt. I couldn't really move. He put his hand on my shoulder and said a prayer. Within two minutes of him walking away, my body was filled with goosebumps, and I got a warm feeling over my whole body, and everything went away. Day three, and I've been fine ever since. Thank you. Yeah, David B. Track 11. Um, the other day, I'm over 100 days clean and sober. I don't think I've been, I have never been clean and sober for the last 30 years of my life. That's a miracle for me. Thank you. Thomas P. Track 2. Uh, when I came in here first, I was very stubborn, and I despised AA for a while. And I don't know, as of the last week and a half, I'd just been embracing it, and I told my life story, and it got me closer, and... And now I really look forward to it, and I can actually see myself living a sober life. Great. Thank you. Anthony P., track 13. Uh, when I first came in here, I uh, was assigned to in food, and I thought it would be the worst job ever because I've been working in kitchens for a long time, and I've always been high doing it. And it was a real trigger for me. And so I've been trying to get out of the kitchen. I've been talking to five different people, trying to make excuses why I can't work in the kitchen. And yesterday I had a meeting with Janet, and uh, she said what's going to happen when you get out in the real world and you need to because I realize I've been running away from a lot of things for a long time. I've been praying on it for a week. Please give me the strength to stick and stay for this one time. Please give me the strength to complete something I I started. And um been praying on it and last night I said, "All right, I made a decision. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stick and stay. Please give me the strength." And I woke up this morning and for the first time I was not late to work and I felt like going and I felt like working hard. And for me that's a miracle. Great. Thank you. Anthony A. Track 4, um, you know, when I first got here, I was I was struggling um, <clears throat> with the rules and everything, but uh, I started uh, to accommodate pretty well. Um, but like last week, I, uh, I couldn't shake the obsession of using and everything. And uh, I was in the smoke shack, you know, and we all know how it is down there. And, uh, you know, something triggered me, and uh, somebody came up to me and said, you know, I had the same thing happen. Why don't you, uh, you know, ask God to relieve you of that? 
and I kind of shook it off, and then I uh, came to the AA meeting, and uh, pretty much the guy said the same thing, and if that's not a sign, I don't know what is. So that night, I, uh, you know, I just said, God, you know, can you relieve me of the obsession to use? And uh, ever since, I've been feeling great, and that's a miracle to me. Thank you. Starting last week, I was, uh, I started in choir. Oh, sorry, my name is Max S. Last week, I started in choir, and I've had a real rough bunch of days being in here. And now I find that the one thing that really keeps me going through my days, the one thing I look forward to every single day, when before my nights were just bleak and miserable, now I go to practice just about every night, and I get out all my anxieties, all my tension, all my stress, just belting it out and singing. I never thought that would happen, and now I look forward to that the way I used to look forward to doing, well, something else in the evening. It feels great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Garen R., track five. <clears throat> when I first came in here, I was very close-minded. Um, this is not my first treatment, and I thought, you know, what's so different about this place that I'm going to get out of than I have than in any place else? And uh, so I'd go through the meetings in the groups in my own head, not really paying attention. But then one week, and I was talking with the client, and then following that conversation, I went into group, and it was about that exact conversation we had about giving up control, being available to the small miracles that happen in recovery, which I always ignored before. And uh, that really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And then the following weekend, me and the same client had another conversation, and he had the same thing happen to him, about the same thing we were talking about, came up in his group and everything. So uh, with seeing that, I can definitely, I'm staying open-minded so I can be available for these miracles that happen in recovery. Great. Thank you. Uh, William A., track eight. Um, my uh, father-in-law has been uh, very ill for almost a year, uh, terminal. And on uh, Wednesday, I went to uh, church in the morning, and I prayed that, um, you know, let God's will be done. And um, later that afternoon, I got a call from my wife uh, that he uh, went to heaven. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Darryl H. Man, I'm new here three days, and uh, I felt like leaving, you know, earlier because where I came from, it was a lot of structure I had. When I got here, it seemed like it was too laid back for me. You know, nothing to do. You know, yeah, all I'm doing is sitting outside, walking around, you know, in the library, man, you know. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to give it a chance. They said, you know, because it get better, my man, so it'll get, it'll get better than this here, you know. Great. So that's my miracle. I've been gone. Thank you. Gentlemen, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. There are people that have been placed in your path here that have been of service to you. At this time, we ask that if there's someone that has gone over and above for you who has helped you, maybe they get helped you get through a tough assignment, a tough phone call, a tough group, um, we ask that you take a moment to recognize them now, keeping in mind two things. Um, one, you know, encouragement is different than praise. Praise has a tendency to stop a thank you. Encouragement lets that person know just how their efforts have been helpful to us. And we ask that, you know, uh, we try to focus on one or two people. You know, when I say I want to thank the whole community, it just loses some of its power. So if there's someone who's been a source of encouragement for you, we ask that you please come forward now and share it with that person. Anthony A. Track 4, uh, I want to encourage Daniel B., um, you know, I was having a rough time here in the beginning, 
and um, I didn't like to vocalize my emotions and my feelings. And uh, you know, you always, uh, you know, you always real uh, gracious in, in trying to find out what was up with me. And uh, you know, we had a lot of heart to hearts. And uh, you know, I really appreciate that. How did that help you? It just helped me um, to accept that you know it really is a brotherhood here, and um, you know, one addict helping another is without parallel. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, Richard D. Track 3. I want to encourage John W. and Zach V. Um, you guys really talked to me about, um, I was really skeptical about aftercare. I didn't want to go and everything. I was setting my ways. And it's kind of got me in a little trouble. Like, I have to go to a new group, Attitudes and Behaviors. I've never been to, but uh, it really helped me just talking to you guys. I'm starting to come to terms with it, so thanks. How, how does that help exactly? Um, it's helping me come to terms with it and just accept it. As opposed to? As opposed to fighting it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Jeremy T, track four. I want to encourage Michael F. Um, you know, we work together every day, me and Mike, you know, and uh, there's days that it's a drag, you know, but every day, you're like, oh, you and me, we're a team. We do things together. And uh, I really appreciate it. And every time there's something I don't, I don't want to do or... You know, I, I just don't feel like doing it. You're like, oh, I'll get it. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And I just want to say thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. It helps me just like uh, like you said before. You know, it makes me feel like, you know, it's a brotherhood. And I uh, appreciate all the help. I also want to encourage Jacob. Um, Jake, man, every time, you know, I got a problem or a situation going on, I talk to you about it. And, uh, you know, you'll, you always listen, you know, and you give me some input. And I just want to say thank you for listening, man. I appreciate it. Garen R, track five. <clears throat> I want to encourage Paul. Dude, from the day I got in here, you're nothing but caring and open, and I see you like that with everybody here. And, uh, you know, like I said before, I really look up to you. And just with how open you are with everything, especially in group, made me open up and had me deal with a lot of the stuff that I had going on. And seeing how you deal with a lot of the new guys here, people who have kind of lost their way, not knowing what's going on, that inspires me to do the same thing to everybody else. So I want to thank you. Gabriel G, Track 8. I'd like to encourage Anthony from Track 8. Um, earlier this week, I was going through a personal situation with uh, my wife she had gotten into a car accident and I was worried about not being there for the wrong reasons and being here for the right ones and uh, he kind of just pushed me to the side and you know talked to me and talked me out of you know really just basically put my head back into me and putting it right back into my recovery which is long term going to benefit not only myself but my family as well so I want to thank you for doing that. Uh, Ryan MC, Track 13. I uh, want to encourage Nathan T, also from Track 13. You know, uh, from the day one I met you, you know, and we started sharing stories together, and I realized just how much we truly relate. You've just been a real positive influence on me, and you've helped me to really come out of my own shell and to, uh, you know, start looking at this recovery thing in a different light that I thought I already saw. So I want to thank you for that. Now, Nathan, you've been A and B, right? You've been threatened with discharge, right? By me, right? <laughs> and there's a man standing up and saying, you've made a difference in his recovery. How does that feel? It feels reassuring that you know, I'm doing the right thing and i got to keep going for today. Terrific. Yeah. Hey, girl, my name is Kelvin J, Track 5. I want to encourage all my Track 5 members, peers rather, 
Because when I came in here and I got on track, I felt hopeless. And then I realized that, you know, I didn't have hope in being better because all my life I've just been in institutions and jails, and I have a chance. And with their input, I'm, I'm grateful for it, that we all came from different walks of life, but we still have hope for each other. And, Calvin, what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you is you need to be able to go up to those people individually and let them know just how they've touched you, just how they've helped you, okay? Yes. Because, you know, if somebody says, you know, if somebody says track five has been really helpful, well, then you nod your head and you go, oh, that's great. If somebody says Kelvin has really helped me, you see the difference? Yes. So I want you to take, you don't have to do it now, but I want you to take the opportunity to reach out to them, okay? That's okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Uh, Anthony P., track 13, one more time. I want to encourage Keith because uh, in a general sense, he's always encouraging me. Keith's always encouraging You're always encouraging me. And he says I encourage him. And we encourage each other. All right? And secondly, I want to I wanna encourage Tom. Because uh, just by setting a great example, Tom makes a big difference in my you. day. Every, you make a big difference in my day every day. You set a great example. And you, you explain things to me, especially about recovery that I don't understand. And... Uh, I hope to be half the man, Tom, you are when I'm your age. Thank you. Gentlemen, uh, I hope you're able to see. You know, uh, we spend a lot of time yelling, screaming, talking about misbehavior, talking about attitudes and behaviors, talking about character defects. And yet, what did we just share here? What was the common theme? The common theme was brotherhood. And I know, I know that that is what exists here. And as Michael was talking about earlier in his analogy of one bad apple spoiling the bunch, we know that this bunch as a whole is good. It is strong. You guys are brothers Christopher. You guys are of service to each other. And we know that you're going to continue to do that. I agree. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm going to shut this thing down now, but before I do, I want to let people know if you'd like more information about St. Christopher's Inn, please go to our website, www.stchristophersinn.org. You can find information about everything related to St. Christopher's Inn. We had two articles in the news just uh, just today, I think, um, uh, involving St. Christopher's Inn, one of your alumni and another one about our thrift shop. Uh, you can find out about admissions and stuff like that. So until next time, we wish you peace. Serenity and sobriety.